0: Are you ready to take control of your life, overcome the obstacles that have been holding you back? I'm Dr. D and welcome to Quitting Is Not an Option, a podcast that inspires and empowers you to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. I know what it feels like to be held back by past failures and setbacks as I myself Lost a multi million dollar business, home, investments, and marriage due to the bad acts of a CFO. But I rose from the ashes and recreated a new life. And now I am an accomplished author, gifted speaker, consultant, and life coach. And each episode will cover tips and strategies to overcome adversity, overcome fear and feelings of failure. We also have experts and special guests who share their inspiring experiences to support you every step of the way. Together, we can help you find joy in your journey while positioning you towards success. Let's get started. Financial literacy is the ability to understand and effectively use various financial skills, including personal financial management, budgeting, and investing. When you are financially literate, you have the foundation of a relationship with money, and it is a lifelong journey of learning. The earlier you start, the better off you will be because, education is the key to success when it comes to money. Some key components of financial literacy are knowledge of financial skills and concepts, financial literate individuals are less vulnerable to financial fraud. It supports life goals, such as saving for education or retirement, using debt responsibly, and running a business. How about financial literacy supports your ability to create a budget, a plan for retirement, manage debt, and track personal spending. Also, financial literacy can be obtained through reading books, listening to podcasts, subscribing to financial content, or talking to a financial professional. Lacking financial literacy can be very damaging to an individual's long-term financial success. Also, it leads to a number of pitfalls, such as being more likely to accumulate unsustainable debt burdens, either through poor spending decisions or a lack of long-term preparation, which can ultimately lead to poor credit, bankruptcy, housing foreclosure, and other negative consequences, which a lot of us have experienced at one time or the other. One of the main reasons financial literacy matters is it is crucial to plan and save enough to provide adequate income in retirement while avoiding high levels of debt. The bottom line is financial literacy is the knowledge of how to make smart decisions with money. This includes preparing a budget, knowing how much to save, deciding favorable loan terms, understanding impacts to credit, and distinguishing different vehicles used for retirement. These skills help individuals make smarter decisions and act more responsibly with Their personal finances. Joining us today to speak on this all important subject is Ms. Gina Ford. Gina is a senior financial services and life insurance provider, known by some as a financial psychologist. She received a bachelor's degree from Hampton University and her master's from George Washington University. Gina has 30-plus years overseeing large-scale financial IT systems. She runs a trading mentorship organization where she teaches stocks, forex, and futures. Currently, she provides management consulting services for Maryland's financial management systems, transformation, and upgrades. In addition, Gina serves her community with financial literacy workshops, assisting business owners to create tax-free pensions and key person coverage and assist families with tools to create generational wealth and methods for becoming their own bank with infinite banking. Ms. Moore is here to educate and uplift our communities with this valuable information that is normally reserved or known by only the top 1% earners in society. Welcome, PFAM, and a special welcome to our relatives around the world. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome, Gina. Gina, we're so excited to have you here to share with us the importance of financial literacy.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Gina, let's start out by sharing with the PFAM your background and how you got into the field of financial literacy and financial systems.
1: Absolutely. So I actually um, started my career in the IT field. I was in that career field for 30 years and I was managing over $300 million worth of contracts. And the budgeting And decision-making and approaches with that were ones that I started wondering, okay, how can I leverage this knowledge for myself personally and also with my family? In addition, I owned several fitness clubs. I owned four gyms. And so as an entrepreneur and also with program-managing government contracts, there are different budgeting needs and financial scenarios that I had to consider, but I still knew that something was missing. So I attended a financial literacy workshop that just blew me away. And I learned tools and techniques that the top 1% earners have been leveraging and they use used that just aren't normally shared with the middle-class communities. And that's when I started on the mission to share this information and get the word out so people can improve and enhance their lives.
0: You mentioned, Gina, your health clubs at such a young age you were able to start your own business. How did you leverage that?
1: Absolutely. So I actually purchased a business club franchise. And the challenge, and this is why I have a heart for entrepreneurs, but the challenge with any business is overhead. So for example, in that business, just one location, the overhead was 10,000 a month. So to make a dollar, I needed to make $10,001. But if I had known back then, the tools and techniques that I know now, I would have made wiser decisions and I would have had access to tax-free funds to invest in my business, to grow my business, to protect myself as a key person, to protect my managers as key people as well. And I would have made totally different decisions, which is one of the reasons why I have such a heart for entrepreneurs that I could share the same info that I wish I knew back then.
0: Fam, you're listening right now to why quitting is not an option. Gina jumped out there at an early age. She learned from it. She grew from it. And she's here to share with you steps and tools that you need to do what you want to do. Gina, please tell us what are some revelations that you've had in sharing this information with middle-class communities, in particular, since middle-class communities are not usually aware of what mm-hmm. the top 1% earners are aware of.
1: Absolutely. And that's the biggest challenge. One, not aware. And I was a member of this community. <laughs> Two, not knowing the questions to ask. So one of the key things is that people feel that you need a lot of money to be able to make money. And that's simply in order to leverage these tools and techniques. And that's simply not the case. And I mean, we show uh, we can work with really any budget so that you can take advantage of these tools to protect your money and to grow your money. And of course, for life coverage as well. The other challenge in middle class communities is most of the times when I sit down with clients, they don't have a budget. So we help them with that. And without a budget, if you don't know where you are, it's really hard to plan on where you want to go. So that's another challenge there. The other challenge is, when it comes to life insurance, middle class will say, well, I don't want to make someone else rich by me passing away. And that's really short-sighted because there's living benefits that we can talk about later that are actually included in all of our plans that they could take advantage of. So it's not about making someone else rich. You can actually leverage your life insurance while you're still living. And the last part is debt solutions. Oftentimes, people will ignore debt. Or just kind of put the mail to the side and just let it pile up and hope it goes away. Um, kind of put the head in the sand. But we have debt solutions. Just tackle it and take it head on with the debt solutions so that you can recover and move forward.
0: That is great, great, great news. And we definitely want to talk about some of these debt solutions. But before we do the debt solutions, what are some of the biggest mistakes people make in terms of, of retirement planning?
1: Well, one of the biggest mistakes is that they put the majority of their money in variable accounts. Variable means in an account where it can go up and down. So an example of this would be a 401k, a 403b, an IRA, a TSP, stocks, crypto, and real estate. They all have their pros and cons, but just like they can go up, they can go down just like it was 9-11, or just like with the last recession. And the average 401k lost about 35% in the last four to five months. And a lot of people don't realize when you do the math on that, that means you have to make 70% just to get back to where you started. And so we teach approaches on how you can avoid going through those ups and downs. And a lot of people don't realize that there are strategies where it's guaranteed no loss, where you can participate in the upside of the market. But when the market goes down, you don't get, I have to worry about any negative. You don't lose any money. You're just locked in. So when the market is up, you make more money. When the market's down, you lock in your profits.
0: You mentioned approaches. Can you just share a few of those with us?
1: Absolutely. So there's three different ways that money grows. It's fixed, which is like a checking the savings account, variable, which I just mentioned with 401k, 403b accounts that go up and down, and then index. And with index accounts, they are backed by life insurance. So it's guaranteed no loss. They include a death benefit. They include living benefits and they grow cash value. And two types of index accounts that we teach on is IUL. For index universal life, this is not whole life, it's index universal life and FIA, fixed index annuity, not a regular annuity, fixed index. And we teach those differentiators in our financial literacy workshops. But those two vehicles allow you to take advantage of the living benefits, death benefits, cash value, and give you permanent coverage, that peace of mind that a lot of people are looking for.
0: You mentioned also earlier about the amount of money working within the person's budget and them not having to have this big amount of money. But what exactly is a good starting point? What would be an amount that a PFAM would need to have when they come to you in order to learn these wealth tools or to take advantage of them?
1: So what we do is we start off with an FLS, a financial life strategy, because we want to know what's going to fit within the person's budget. But just to give you a range, I've done child policies for $40 a month. And and then the child will have well over $200,000 by the time they retire, but they can access that money for school or whatever they want to use down the road as the money continues to grow. I've also done adult accounts for $100, $300, $500 a month. Or sometimes people have a 401k or an IRA that they want to roll over and just do a one-time payment, or they have money in a savings account that they want to just roll over. And um, if you're doing a rollover, the minimum is 5000 but most of our partners are um, 10000 And by the way, we represent all of the top Fortune 500 financial services firms, like AIG, Allianz, Mutual of Omaha, John Hancock, Fidelity. So the benefit of that, because we're non-captive, is we can give you the best options based on your personal unique needs. We don't offer cookie-cutter solutions. We tailor it for your own circumstances and your own budget.
0: That's great news. Now tell us, if you will, about some of the concepts or give us some examples of the concepts you teach and their benefit.
1: So one of the things we teach that I mentioned was the three ways the money grows, because you need to know the difference between fixed, variable, and index to make wise decisions. And then the other thing that we teach is once you know how your money grows, where can you put it? So we cover the five homes of money, and then we look at five factors related to those. Can you get to your money in 48 hours or less? Is your money safe? Is there a tax benefit? And can your money grow? Because if you really want to put your money in a place that's so at least going to give you four out of five of those. And we go over the pros and cons of where you can put your money, whether it's in the bank or the stock market or retirement plan, like a 401k or real estate or life insurance. And we cover the pros and cons of each and so that you can make wiser decisions and be equipped with that knowledge.
0: Oftentimes in the world we live in right now, when we think about our millennial. They are either on or off. Why is it so hard to get them on board with investments to include insurance?
1: Well, one thing, um, as having a few millennials <laughs> in my house, is that they want to live their best life now. They're not thinking to say, "Oh, worry about that down the road," or they may think that it costs a large amount to be able to put money aside to protect your life or to protect your wealth, which is simply not the case. But I think that if they knew or had attended this financial literacy workshop, and we do hold them at our office, by the way, in Calverton, Maryland, so um, people can come in and get this valuable information as well as over Zoom. But if millennials have this information to know, or anyone really, that um, one, it doesn't cost a lot. It can fit within your budget. And two, it's not just making someone else rich by your passing with a death benefit, but that you can actually take advantage of living benefits yourself and it accumulates cash value, then it's a win-win. So it's really a knowledge issue, just sharing information so that they're equipped with the knowledge, and then they would make those wise decisions.
0: Millennials, you heard it. We want to prepare you for your future. And Ms. Ford is here giving you expert advice on what you can do. So think about getting in the game. Ms. Ford, can you elaborate on what living benefits are and their importance?
1: Absolutely. So, any policy that we offer includes um, living benefits. And what that means is let's say that you have a policy with a $500,000 death benefit. It doesn't matter that amount. But you actually can use up to 90% of that as a living benefit. So, therefore, if you get sick, say you need long term care or terminal illness or chronic or critical, You can leverage that money and it's tax-free money that you have access to, and it doesn't count as income. A real quick example, we had a police officer that had a policy only for about four months. He blew out his knee chasing a suspect. He got $100,000 as a living benefit, and it came out of the death benefit of the policy. So he didn't have to have a large amount built up in the cash value because he was able to get paid from the death benefit as a living benefit. So it's really win-win because most people, two out of three, will get sick before they pass and so we need to tap into some sort of living benefit because you never can guarantee when you're able to work or not work.
0: So living benefits, is that something new? Has it typically been a part of policies all along?
1: No. Oftentimes, um, in the past, people would buy separate long-term care insurance. Or you would have to add a living benefit rider to an insurance policy. So other people would forget or not know to add it. And that's why we include it in our policies that we offer clients. Beautiful. Tell
0: us what is the benefit of insuring a child? I know many people think I don't need to insure my baby. I don't need to insure my child. Not necessary. What is the benefit?
1: Um, I'll give you an example in in terms of the client we have, because the mom was going to insure herself, but she said, um, and then that will take care of the kids. The challenge is if you insure the child or get an index account for the child, then they have permanent coverage for the rest of their life. So then, if they ever develop any health conditions, they won't have to worry about being denied down the road or in the future. So, in this case, um, this woman's child, about a year after getting the policy, developed leukemia. Which would make it hard for that child to get coverage in the future. But they had permanent coverage guaranteed not to be dropped for the rest of their life because she made that wise decision to insure her child upfront. And it was really low, she was paying $40 a month to cover the child.
0: You mentioned earlier about debt solutions. What can we leave the PFAM with regarding debt solutions?
1: Well, if they reach out to me, um, I will um, share our debt solutions um, program with them. But what we do is, um, just like again, we never offer ticket coding solutions. So um, we'll have one of our associates contact you and say, okay, what debt do you have? And by the way, we cover business debt, student loan debt, hospital debt, and, and regular loan debt as well. And so just contact me, and I'll get my contact information, and we can definitely address your needs.
0: And- Finally, what are the traits and characteristics that the PFAM should be looking for in a financial services provider?
1: You want someone that's going to look at a holistic solution and not give you a cookie cutter solution. Therefore, they're not asking, what are your goals? What are your priorities? Uh, What welcome room do you have? So if Murphy's Law comes knocking on the door, you should have someone that's going to show you how you can lower your payment and still keep your policy active. And so they should be able to give you options. And anytime someone just gives you one choice or just two choices, run. Because there's different options and strategies and approaches that can be done. And it really should be done based on your needs, whether you need to take care of an Asian parent, a child, a future, business investment, whatever you like. They, want, they should be able to look at your overall goals.
0: Gina, thank you for joining us and sharing the importance of wealth preservation and financial literacy. What are you leaving our PFAM with today?
1: So two things. One, a free financial literacy workshop. It can be at our office in Calvertton, Maryland, which is 10 minutes from the University of Maryland, or it can be over Zoom if you're out of state. Also, number two, we're going to offer a free financial life strategy needs analysis where we'll look at your goals and your financial needs and, and share with you What type of strategy or approach might fit your needs? And you can get that by texting PFAM, P-F-A-M, to 301-613-4308. 301-613-4308. Text PFAM, and then I will reach out to you directly. If you want to email me, it's phpgenaford at gmail.com.
0: And thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Gina. This has been wonderful information. PFAM, thank you for tuning in and being a part of this amazing episode. Allow me to leave you with Proverbs 22.7, which tells us the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is the slave of the lender. Take care and be safe. Thank you for listening. I hope you found today's episode valuable and inspiring. Remember, you have the power to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. If you want to continue on your journey towards emotional freedom and achieving your full potential, be sure to visit drdcarol.com. That's D-R-D-E-E-C-A-R-R-O-L-L.com for more resources and information. Again, thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that quitting
1: is not an option.